0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: Good morning everybody and welcome to another edition of Keep Lefty Program at the Victorian Labor College. Uh, Kim Doyle can't be here this week, so we're down to uh, John Lafferty, who's putting on his gear. Morning, listeners. And myself, Chris Gaffney. And at 10.30, we'll invite your calls on any topic, whether we've talked about it or not. Well, of course, the Greek events are in the news, and uh, the minute the uh, Prime Minister, Alexis Tipras, made a national televised address at 5.30 uh, on the 1st of July declaring that Sunday's referendum on whether to accept the terms of a Greek bailout would take place and that he was calling for a no vote. Right. This was the stance of the government. However, it's clear it's now become clear how far Cyprus was prepared to go in order to placate the heads of the EU. In return he asked for a two year thirty billion dollar loan from the European Stability Mechanism. He was prepared to accept all of the institution's basic demands. He only requested a 30% discount on VAT sales tax for the Greek islands, a three month delay on moving the retirement age to 67, and the slower phasing out of a special solidarity grant for poor pensioners. Publication of the letter in the Financial Times met with speculation that Cyprus was about to do a deal and call off the referendum. Um, In fact, after his public address, a security guard was ordered to take down a huge banner which had been draped from the financial ministry building reading No to Blackmail and Austerity, which was in Greek and English. Finance Minister Yanis Varoufakis went on Twitter to disown the banner cynically citing the anti-Iraq war slogan, Not In My Name, and explaining that it was a work of naughty trade unionists who did not work with the uh, ministry's permission. Citra's problem is, in securing his rotten agreement is that Germany, the leading imperialist power in Europe, is seeking nothing less than a regime change in Greece and the installation of a government strong enough to impose by force of arms if necessary... Yes whatever attacks it demands of the working class. Mm -hmm. There are disagreements inside the EU over, of course, Berlin's hardline position. Uh, But Berlin calls the tune. Yesterday's Rupert Murdoch's Times newspaper ran an exclusive interview with the unnamed senior German conservative described as one of Europe's most influential politicians he outlined a plan to bring down the uh, uh, Syriza so so, so. government. Sorry about the pronunciation. Quote, Greece will not get a cent and new zero bailout loans while Tsipras and Varoufakis remain in power because Germany will block any deal, end of quote. The politician told the interviewer he also lifted the lid on a European Union attempt to push Mr Cyprus's left-wing Syriza out of power Regardless of the vote on July the fifth, Angela Merkel's ruling Christian Democratic Party <clears throat> uh, said that they would block any request while the pair, described as communists by them,
0: who Varoufakis and Cyprus mm, mm, if that, only,
1: what if only? If only. <laughs> well, quite, quite. But this is the way, in Angela Merkel's term, they That's are communists. She said that uh, they will, Germany will block any request made by while these communists remain in power. We will do everything to get a yes. The unnamed politician revealed another element in the EU strategy, namely that Martin Schulz, the President of the European Parliament, was involved in secret talks, possibly including Mr Tsipras, whom he sees as a moderate, to try and split the Syriza movement. The aim was to create a technical government, that is, one without any politics, as a precondition for a new EU bailout, incorporating moderate MPs in Syriza to avoid new elections. I
0: think the word emergency might be used. It certainly has been in the past.
1: Well, that's right, but it's going to be to uh, disallow the democratic will of the Greek yes, people.
0: Yes, that's right. That's what they to do.
1: The plans currently drawn up involve far more than reshuffling the current government. Amid discussion of a Greek exit from the euro, Preparations are well advanced for the mobilization of the security forces, including no doubt the army, mm. to repress popular opposition. That. Indeed, on june fifteenth, Germany's EU Commissioner Gunther Ortika said that the EU must urgently draw up plans to cope with social unrest in Greece and a breakdown of energy supplies and medicine. So, here you are going to uh, prepare to go to, to almost a war to enforce austerity for the bankers. Cyprus's policy, that is the, the Greek Prime Minister, has mounted to a series of pathetic improvisations aimed at securing an agreement to maintain Greek membership of the EU at the cost of the devastation of the livelihoods of millions of, of people. Now, should a yes vote uh, be registered in the referendum? It will be the outcome of five months during which Syriza has worked to demobilise and suppress popular opposition to the EU-dictated austerity agenda. True. Should the enormous popular opposition to austerity and the EU vote result in a no vote, Cyprus would declare this to be a mandate for renewed discussions with Greeks' creditors based on his own list of austerity measures, including virtually all... The austerity measures done, demanded by the EU, the European Central Bank, and the IMF.
0: So the referendums are lose-lose.
1: Well, it, it sounds like it doesn't cancel
0: it? the referendum. It does. There was a referendum in January, and it was called an election.
1: That's exactly
0: right. That's exactly right.
1: And uh, you know the, the slogan the previous programme used: "If you don't fight, you lose." Mm. Is definitely the case with Greece. The Greek government has, from the moment of its election, mm. been looking for a way out. Rather than planning an act of defiance, mm-hmm. indeed, or even take over nationalize of the banks...
0: Nationalise the banks.
1: Nationalise the banks. They've been on the defensive since day one, and they're paying the price for it now.
0: That should have been the first thing they did, was nationalise the banks and stop the super-rich from taking all their money out Absolutely. of the country. And only now, only this past week... Closed the banks and saying you can only take out 60 euros, yeah. which is about 100 dollars a box per day. Yeah, you have yeah. to queue up to do that. Yes, that's and that's right. regular folk. Yes, that's They're right. They're really super rich.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Amongst workers in Greece, hostility to the demands of the Troika, that is the European banks and the EU, is widespread. The Greek bourgeoisie and sections of the upper middle class are predominantly pro-EU and supportive of austerity. Well, the rich always are, particularly if yeah. it's austerity for the poor. Mm. And, in fact, they demonstrated yesterday. Yes. And you can see from the photos of the crowd, this big is a difference. big difference yeah. to that of the, uh, the people <laughs> who are voting for the no. These you, were well-heeled people. Some
0: nice fancy labels some, some on those. Some nice circuit. shoes, yes. nice <laughs> clothes and stuff.
1: These are sections of the bourgeoisie in Greece that are seeking some sort of better deal and this is what Syriza really represents. Mm. However, they are unable to strenuously oppose the demands of the European banks because they support capitalism and they are opposed to the independent mobilisation of the working class. Mm. While workers should vote no in Sunday's referendum, a fight against austerity requires a political break from Syriza by the working class and its mobilisation on the basis of a revolutionary socialist programme. This isn't an option, it's the only alternative. Such a movement would take on and defeat the social basis of support for the ETU policy within Greece, through the expropriation of the capitalist class and the nationalisation of the banks and major industries under the democratic control of the working class, mm-hmm. that's the situation we've arrived at. That's the only viable through which the Greek people will emerge victorious. That's the only policy to defeat this opposition. Would would meet uh, this would be uh, to defeat the opposition. This would mean uh, demands that the Greek workers make appeals to their brothers and sisters right and throughout Europe and
0: in Italy throughout Europe. Yeah, for which they commons, are. If commons, you look at the banners, yeah. they are
1: for a common struggle against the capitalists and the banks and their political representatives and for the establishment of a United Socialist States of Europe.
0: Yeah, Syriza has really, you know, they've, they've, they've lost the chances to really do what they were supposedly in there to do. They haven't nationalised the banks. They've la- allowed all that money to leave. They've kept on with these negotiations, which are always going to go one way, and yes, that, is, that is the way of the people. Very, very powerful. And it's not just Germany and Merkel. Right. I mean, Hollande um, and Cameron and whoever, the IMF, Mrs. LeGrand and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a very, very powerful coalition against them. You know, yes. that's true. They'll use that to make themselves look weak. And ineffectual, you know. They're allowing themselves to be like that. They could be mobilising people. They, I believe that this deal that they go into with the so-called new Democrats, I think it is, who are quite right-wing. Yeah, yes. This is very, very dodgy. They can walk out of that coalition at any time. Of course, course. and they so will
1: sabotage the coalition if they can. And
0: sabotage, and maybe that's why they're in there. You know, I do think that what you were saying was correct about the military and the secret police. They've got to be keeping an eye on them. Absolutely, this could be a Ukraine situation, as we saw. last last year, it could be a situation that we used to have uh, you know, in Chile and in Australia, kind of, yes, yes, back in yes. the 70s. Ultimately, I think the question is going to be if they leave the Euro or not. That's, That's <coughs> coming up very, very soon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, but it's, uh, they need to act now. And they need to act decisively. Yeah, they need to too. act decisively. You
1: can't, I mean, there's no middle road. You either fight the bastards Or you lie down. (laughs) What's the choice?
0: Yes. Pardon my language. The great thing about... This is obviously the most important issue of the week, and it's a a capitalist economic crisis. That's what it is. It's not really new. It's an ongoing situation uh, of capitalism. It isn't a very dangerous phase, but I think the great thing about this, because there are positives, is that it exposes the class nature of society. We can see it for all. It's not just Greece... No, no, The no. media was trying to say, oh, this is something unique to Greece. That's right. But this could happen anywhere. Well, of course, of course. <laughs>
1: it's anywhere where governments are attempting to impose austerity. The same scenario is pu- pulling out. And, and they're all trying to do right. that. They're all trying to do that. That's yeah. true. And as you say, it's making the class realities of this. Because the thing about it is that this bailout, the vast majority doesn't go to the Greek people. The vast majority goes to keep their banks solvent. Mm-hmm. So the, the, you know, the aid that the, the Greek people are tightening their belts for isn't it for them. It's so that the banks can be properly, uh, properly reimbursed. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know,
0: socialism for the rich. For the know, rich. Are ridiculous. Exactly. If, you, if you have a look at the figures, I mean, the figures are just uh, ridiculous. You know, like what, what Greece has as a GDP, what is owed, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. You know? But there wouldn't be the first country to um Well, apparently
1: Ukraine is in an even worse stake is it? Uh, than, than Greece, or equally as bad. But we don't hear a thing about that because, you see, the Ukraine yeah, yeah. is on the forefront of getting at the Russians. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to go quiet on that. They're our guys. They're our history. guys, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whereas <laughs> these naughty communists in Greece, even though they are ineffectual and not really
0: communists, yeah. they're considered to be the threat.
1: Yeah, what did you want to say? Are you going to talk about...
0: Well, yeah, I had a couple of things, and uh, I will be getting on to the main one in a minute, but, um, yeah, well, Tony Abbott, now I'm getting concerned about Tony Abbott, you see, because he's... Sanity. He's sanity. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm st- I I was thinking he was taking the piss. You know, I was thinking, giving the medal to Prince Philip, ha-ha, you know, the uh, lifestyle choices of the indigenous people, ha-ha, he's just having a bit of a laugh, and he's he's diverting attention. But now I'm trying, to, starting to think that Maybe he is an absolute idiot. and I think other people have been maybe saying Maybe now, he's just an idiot. Maybe he is just an uh, idiot.
1: No, I think it's dangerous to think that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, crude, he's a crude, and personally, what, whether he's an idiot or not, the fact is he embodies the desires of the, the very rich in this country who want the poor to pay as well as in Greece. They want the poor to pay for a crisis brought about by the banks and by capitalism.
0: I think it it certainly would be embarrassing as an Australian, you know, he represents us to the world. To think that he is an idiot, a complete mm. idiot, you know. Oh, they already
1: think that overseas anyway. Yeah,
0: I think the actually if you
1: if you ever seen on YouTube, if you type in James uh, John Oliver, John mm-hmm. Oliver, mm-hmm. he did a piece, a short piece on Tony Abbott. We collected all Abbott's more embarrassing moments and the strung mouth. them together, mm. foot in the mouth. Mm. And, you know, if you ever th- never thought he was an idiot, you will after you watch this.
0: Well, his latest comment was made while he was visiting the US Embassy. I suppose mm-hmm. that was in Canberra. And, yeah, as usual, it was festooned with flags just surrounded of, course, course, of course. US. Can't have enough different. flags. And he made this statement, America was, is and will be the indispensable nation. America. Well, he's, the, he's the Prime Minister of Australia. Does that mean Australia and all the other countries are dispensable? Well of course I mean, it does. De- of course it, it does. Of course it does. <laughs> it
1: means oh. that our troops are available for US wars, our boys can go over and die for pointless US wars. Well of course I think he should resign. Well, and we should
0: be a state and we should get all the benefits of being a US state. Citizenship for a start. Uh, Are there any benefits, well, I think we would we would say goodbye to our health system. We, well, we could vote in proper elections and get you know a real foreign policy, which was the American foreign policy. Well, instead
1: of getting some mug here. Well, I think he, uh, either was that's not really an alternative.
0: Anyway, that's the statement he mm. made. America was America, not stir. Mm. America was is and always will be the indispensable nation, and it's great to well, see. Well, it is for his class. Yeah. It's it's great to see that uh, the opposition leader is on safe ground. Oh, now, what a terrier!
1: What yeah. a fighter! He scares
0: me. Oh, he's, he's so fierce. He's been fighting for the workers for a long time, apparently. Very quietly. <laughs> I didn't. E- notice, and in did conjunction
1: that. with cleaning firms.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. He's, he's been telling us about it an awful lot lately how much he's been fighting for the workers on on the quiet, as you say. But uh, he's on safe ground at the moment, according to the Herald. One, this is a quote. One senior Labour source said yesterday that Mr. Shorten's leadership was secure. Another Labour source said Mr. Shorten was not being undermined. Two sources, no names. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, you, you don't, That's right. You do, can you think, s- do you think he's going to sleep safely at night?
1: I don't. Think well, he I. Can. <laughs> I think he can because within the Labour Party, there's no organised opposition against him, and. It's, can you point to a single Labour Party members whose views wouldn't make Chris,
0: you want to vomit? Chris, I don't point, you know that. But uh, Well, I do. I, I think I think Mr. Burke and Mr., Mrs. and Ms. Plibersek have been suggested. But the point I was making is that the minute a, Labour, a source unnamed, and in this case mm. two sources unnamed, says that you're safe and secure, you know, <laughs> you know you're not. Watch your back. You know you're not. And they might of. be, yeah, they might be dipping into the uh, kitchen cupboard and they grabbing some them? of Bill's knives.
1: Who would they replacing with? Just about anyone, I reckon. Yeah, I They'd be all. exactly the same. They'd be exactly the same. I mean, the AD, AWU, Australia's worst union, Australian Workers Union, Shorten's union, has considerable influence in the parliament, as do all the right-wing unions. So, to imagine there's a real a real alternative to short within Labor, forget it. In fact, talking about Labour, Bill Shorten last week helped the government push through a fuel exercise increase mm. that will raise $3.6 billion from Those sugar quarters. Yeah, over will raise $3.6 billion from motorists over the next five years. Now, last November, Shorten said Tony Abbott was a Bowser bandit for doing exactly bow's this. Bowser But now he's agreed to it. A spectacular <sighs> black Black flip on the fuel hike. The Labor Party also outdid the Greens, who the previous week struck a deal with the government to push through Parliament the single biggest biggest spending cut in this year's budget, slashing 2.4 billion dollars over four years by imposing far-reaching asset tests on the aged pensions.
0: 2.4 billion off mm-hmm. the pensions. That's right, oh. supported
1: by the Greens. Oh. By aiding the, the Abbott government, Labour and the Greens have underscored a further sh- sharp shift to the right by the entire political establishment, mm. abandoning last year's pretenses of opposing austerity measures.
0: The Greens are reformists. They're just new Labour. That's all they are.
1: Shorten foreshadowed the shift in his Budget Reply speech. He called for a partnership that matched Labour's bi- bipartisan backing for the so-called national security. The fraudulent war on terror. I mean, Abbott, and I think we both agree with this. Abbott would love there to be a terrorist incident. To he'd almost pay. Oh, he he yeah. would almost pay some Muslim nutter to to, yeah. to start shooting people. This is this is he relies on. I do not know he doesn't. And last week, a listener sent in a quote, which I will repeat now, and I thank the list. I can't remember who it was, and he was quoting Carl Rove. Yep. who was a badass mm-hmm. person. Who For was, uh, George W. Bush. For George W. Bush. Advisor. And uh, this bloke said, uh, mm. Clive, to Clive, what's his name? Uh, uh, who? The, the bloke I'm quoting. He, Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I had a mental block. Carl Rove <clears> said <throat> this. The way to win elections mm. is to frighten the stupid people.
0: <gasps> frighten the stupid people. The, the sheeple. Huh? Frighten the sheeple. That's right. Well, you see, the you frighten. know, the little dog. The, well, now, that's isn't that true? Isn't, it is that true? isn't true. that is true? You win elections true.
1: by frightening the stupid people.
0: I think Herman Goring said something similar before then. Well, so, that's right. Yeah, you talk yeah, bullshit and enough, know, people will believe it. and Nazi's a that's um, So there's
1: bipartisanship on the war on terror, the assault on basic legal and democratic rights, and the dispatch of Australian forces to join the US-led war in the Middle East. Shorten pledged Labor's in principle support for the government's bill to strip citizenship from alleged terror suspects or foreign fighters without any conviction by a court. Trying to justify last week's political somersault, Shorten and Chris Bowen claim to have secured a government pledge to spend about $1.1 billion of the funds on regional roads even though the promise is unenforceable and therefore meaningless. (coughs) The commitment to enforce difficult measures Rather than rather expo- further exposes the sham of last year's posturing by Labour and the Greens as opponents of unfair cuts to health, education, and welfare. They, of course, did so only to head off public hostility that could have erupted most dangerously out of the control of all the parliamentary papers, parliamentary parties. They are seeking. Uh, they are seeking to meet the mounting demands of business leaders for much harsher moves to slash social spending together with business taxes and wage levels. In recent weeks, Labor's agreed to to measures that include a $156 million increase over four years in the domestic biodiesel and fuel ethanol exos, a billion-dollar cut to the seniors supplement for retired workers, and $465 million saving from retirees' deemed belt income streams. Labour also voted with the government for a $5.5 billion tax cut for small business and repeal of a scheduled $3.3 billion tax cut that would have benefited low, low workers. So, now, now you wanted to say... Yeah, yeah, I just...
0: Well, thanks for that, Chris. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify some points which uh, we spoke about last week because I, I do believe there was some misunderstanding. So on the Monday of last week, the US President Barack Obama signed a presidential decree outlawing the sale, distribution, and even possession of what he calls Confederate symbols. Mm. That is, flags, badges, and the like, which bear certain markings on them. So this is a presidential deg- decree, and a presidential decree in and of itself is seen by some as actually being in breach of the Constitution. And yet, with this dictatorial move, people can now be jailed, it, it includes jail, for possession of a symbol, oh, that's really cool. I believe so. A blatant attack on civil liberties and free expression. Now, Obama chose to sidestep the fact that in the 2012 presidential election, his campaign office put out a badge in the southern states which read, quote, "Where the Confederate flag flies, we have built a powerful coalition of large A African Americans and small W White Americans." Re-elect Obama, 2012. That's only three years ago. Not even three years ago. It's about yeah. two and a half years ago. Obama's face was plastered right next to a flag, which he now says is racist. Despite
1: this, well, it is, is a racist flag. but That's not a reason to ban it.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is the point I'm making. Mm. It's about this, and through a presidential decree. Well yes, yes. I mean you know, this is I mean, he's he hoping, about us.
1: Well he's hoping to win a it's, few
0: votes. Yeah, I mean like, I mean I'm I'm no fan of Osama bin Laden, but I mean you have a look at that. It's extrajudicial. It's like, hey, you know, I'm the cowboy, bang, bang. Yes, that's bang, right. You know, so. That's right.
1: Well Just, he can order killings of anybody anywhere on the earth by drones hmm. and does. Every Tuesday they have a drone it's called drone
0: Tuesday. You better watch yourself, you yes, know. Yes, I know. Despite this, the Australian media has over the past two weeks been almost totally silent about this issue. That could be, be, be because because in this country we don't know what free speech and free expression is anymore, or it could be that we're just scared of criticising our masters in Washington. And that sounds a little bit heavy, but get back to Tony Abbott's quote. America we'll was... We'll get back to is, and uh, Q&A and a on the ABC. Uh, you know, that, that
1: uh, Islamic guy, Exactly, Mala, yeah. Uh, well, him and, and the Liberal, but the Liberal... Now, who said, I'd want you out of the country, Mm. without a trial, you know. This is what I'm getting on to.
0: We did, however, have our own little controversy, which brings up the issue of free speech yet again, free speech, free expression. On the very same Monday of last week, the ABC's Q&A programme had a brief verbal joust between a questioner and a panellist. The name of the questioner was Zachy Maller, but really he is not the, the, the real point of the controversy, in my opinion, anyway. Prime Minister Tony Abbott chose to use the questioner's appearance. Maybe yes, What's that up? Yeah. I mean, you know, a few grand, $3,000. Maybe you could have gotten them up there. And Tony Abbott's... Well, wait, unless you know, we have evidence not, for that. Exactly. No, I'm just saying maybe. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, we don't have evidence. Anyway, Prime Minister Tony Abbott chose to use the questioner's appearance and his words to launch into an over-the-top attack on Q&A and the ABC in general. He once again used the which side are you on argument. Following this, the communications minister, Malcolm Turnbull, also took aim at the public broadcast... The
1: supposed liberal face of this government...
0: Yeah, the, the, he's a nice guy. He's, mm. he's the there I think it's Erida. I don't know. I don't know. But he'd know what all these fancy words mean. He's smooth, is what he is. Yes, yes, yes. Turnbull is used Rich to doing smooth. this. Rich and smooth. Turnbull is used to um, having a go at the broadcasters. Earlier in the year, he had also attacked SBS for the tweets of its soccer commentator, Scott McIntyre. McIntyre was subsequently set. Remember when you discovered the world game? Soccer. Oh, Scott McIntyre. Yeah. M- <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. Uh, <laughs> The the reasons behind these attacks, I believe, are largely party political. The ABC gets funded by the federal government, and while the ABC continues to have a pro Labour Party bias, of course the Liberal federal government is going to threaten it. Hang on, hang on. Come on, Chris. There's nothing new in this Liberal versus Labour stash over the ABC. I can remember attending a rally in the 1990s where the slogan was Save Our ABC. That is, save it from budget cuts and political interference at the hands of a liberal government. Mm -hmm. Then it was Howard's government. Now it's Abbott's government. Basically, it's the same thing. As for the question of the ABC's pro-ALP bias, which you seem to doubt, well, of course, well, okay. I believe that that is definitely the case. So what? Many commercial channels are pro-coalition. But if you have a casual look at the ABC's presenters... O'Brien, Trioli, Jones, Alberici, and I could go on. It shows that many express, or all express, a Labour or Green type opinion. Well, Britta uh, doesn't that uh, did I don't know Albretts. Janet Albretts, she's far right. When she's isn't she? isn't she a guest? I don't know. She's I, a I, I guest, she, okay. but I mean, she's
1: she's a, she's a big supporter of John. She's Hallard.
0: not. She's not a presenter. I'm I, I mentioning the presenters, the actual talking heads for the ABC. Of course, they're going to get somebody on to make it look like you know, I mean, and, and they and they do and they do. They have right and you know they do that. But the actual presenters, I do believe, are pro-LP. I don't know. Well, when
1: that. you see the Q and A and you have yeah. a panel, know. Yeah. Know, mm. Week after week after week, there's nobody from the left. There's somebody who's right wing, say an ALP person, and then there's somebody from the far right, like somebody from the IPA. Mm. In fact, the IPA complaining about the bloke who complained the, from the IPA complaining about the ABC, he's on every second bloody
0: week. All right. Well, two of the ABC's presenters, at least, this is just off the top of my head, there's probably more Maxine McHugh and Mary Hunter left the ABC directly to represent who? The Labour Party, of course, in Parliament. ALP to ABC. I just thought that everyone accepted that. I really did. I don't know how anyone can argue against that. But anyway, to get back to the issue of freeze, I mean, so what? So what? You know, look at Channel 9, you look at Channel 7, there'd probably be favour in the coalition, and more people watch that. Well, I agree Although- so much, but
1: I think A- what you are saying, I think the ALP, the, the ABC attempts, does attempt reasonably successful... To have a balance between labour and liberal, my quarrel with that is that's like having a balance between the right and the extreme right. There's never any left wing person there on on these shows ever. I mean, the most left. There was a
0: Marxist ed- guy on Q and A. It's probably gone back about two years. Well, I forget you're making yeah. my point exactly two yeah, years I know. ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean and, in fact, on Q and a somebody who 's even mildly liberal sounds radical mm. by the, compared to the collection of right wingers they, ha- they have on, on that
0: I, I think they like to present themselves as presenting two sides, and the two sides are labor versus liberal, and I do believe that comes down the side of labor but anyway, to get back to the issue of free speech, the head of the ABC Mark Scott declared that the corporation is a public broadcaster and not a state broadcaster. In other words, it is publicly owned, but its job is not simply to promote the views of the government of the day.
1: Well, it's the the Australian Broadcasting Commission, not Mm. the Abbott Broadcasting
0: Commission, which is what he would like to turn it into. Because in some countries, of course, the state broadcaster does represent the views, and it's propaganda for the government. Scott then went on to say, Mark Scott from the ABC, quote, very good quote, Free speech principles mean giving platforms to those with whom we fundamentally disagree. Of course. This statement is 100% correct. It was watered down by the fact that the organisation, the ABC, then went all PC and issued apologies to the government. Nevertheless, it shows that there are still some who have remembered this basic sound principle. Do you need the glasses? It's just not good enough to stand for free speech only when we or somebody we agree with is being silenced. Yes, Either we stand for everybody's free speech or we're against free speech. And if we're against free speech, we don't have a right to free speech.
1: No, I agree with that. I agree that it, there's a danger of ignoring context there, but I agree with, with your fundamental pro- proposition. Well, if,
0: i just finish not, up by yeah, saying if it's Confederate flag wavers, if it's Zachy Maler, Scott McIntyre, or the Charlie Hebdo workers, everybody has the right to free speech and free expression. Well, I don't yes, know. I I'm agree, just...
1: and we, we've always defended that. And mm. we've never suggested that any speeches be banned. They might mm. need to be answered. And the they ABC does not represent the mm. interests of the Australian people. It represents the interests of the establishment, as reflected in the Labour and the Liberal parties. And when they next have a Marxist. Uh on I'll let you know. I'll ring you up and let you know. Ring okay. me Please let oh, me know. I don't know you All right, people, it's we could be waiting a while. It's ten thirty. It's your chance to ring up on nine four one nine zero one double five nine four one nine zero one double five nine four one nine zero one double five. 0155. Any topic? Uh if you uh, want to ring up, we'll give you a chance to have your say. You will then be quiet while we have our say and then we will move on to the next speaker so that everybody gets a go and that the audiences, our listeners, are not plagued by people shouting over each other, which is a bad radio. And We, we try and avoid it, but we, we're passionate people and we get uh, worked
0: up. Um, well, while we're waiting, what do you think that the Cyprus government, the Syriza, should be doing now? The Varoufakis says that he will resign if there's a uh, yes vote. What do you think they should be doing now?
1: What they should be doing in with?
0: Greece? Well, they've left it a bit late. Well, yeah, I mean they've, they've had five minutes of farting about basically. Well, they've had you know, since and they allowing came to power, the, yeah allowing the right allowed, to mobilise exactly. to move money and now. allowing the the EU and the mm. German,
1: the Germans in particular to take the initiative. Mm-hmm. Well, now uh, they've got to take the initiative back. I mean, a FAG on uh, if they brought out a programme of. Uh, you know, saying, well, you know, I mean, if the vote goes against them, then they're Mm. more or less committed, then they are in a difficult position. But if, as I anticipate, the vote is no Mm. to the EU's demands, then they should have a plan of action. Yes. They should have a plan of action which includes nationalisation of the banks, stopping people exporting money Taxing the rich, forcing them to pay, and 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 increasing the pensions and relieving the poverty and suffering of the Greek people. So you that's think that's the
0: program they should have, yeah. and they
1: would win a majority support doing
0: it. Yeah, and and wouldn't hopefully need new Democrats. Do you think they should cancel the referendum or go ahead with the referendum? Well, I think
1: they've got no. I think they should uh, go ahead go with ahead. the referendum here because it's a although why they should need to, given they're elected, as you pointed out, they're elected in mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. That was the referendum. Well, I I agree Mm. with you on that, that uh, we shouldn't need a second referendum, but given they've initiated this, because they're not prepared to fight, they're frightened like most uh, Mm. uh, Labour Party, uh, Social Democrats, they're more frightened of the workers Mm -hmm. who are out of control than they are of the bosses.
0: And it's not just a Greek issue. So what should the working class organized be doing in other European countries and around the world? Well, everywhere we should be trying to build an alternative to the
1: Labour and the Liberal part lookalikes all over the world. Uh, Firstly, ask the question, whose side are they on? Hmm. Are they on the side of the bosses and the bankers Hmm. or on the side of the workers? If they're on the side of the boss and the banker then we disavow
0: them. They re- represent the people that put them into power. That's right. You know, I mean, is this really a capitalist is that, is, is democracy well, being exposed Well, that's right, that's right.
1: It is exactly what it is.
0: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community
1: radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.